Redskins Fans Podcast. On today's show, we talk about the debacle of a game between the Washington Redskins and the Houston Texans and the J.J. Watt Show What? and the not-so-special teams. This and much, much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, y'all? Out of JJ Watt and walk down the aisle by Tyler Columbus. JJ Watt walks right down the aisle to RG3 all night long. It was the JJ Watt show that we were it watching. It was the JJ Watt show. Man, what did he hit him like? He hit him like nine times, didn't he? He destroyed everything he like came into contact with. Like a RG3 got hit 14 times in this game. I think nine of them were JJ Watt. He didn't get hit 14 times. Did he? Uh, 14 times. Does that include like the, the run up and the uh, the push with like the double arms, like just barely, so they just kind of fall backwards? It includes, yes. Kind of hits like that, that. I have to say, I thought RG3 did a lot better job of um, not getting hit in this game as far as he could ha- help it. He did hold it. In the beginning of the game, he held the ball a lot more, but I thought as the game progressed, he got better at getting rid of it. I thought he got a little more into into his rhythm, found his rhythm a little bit more. But you know what? Dude, we still got problems on the O-line. Big problems. Oh. And it starts with a capital P. It starts with a capital P. Columbus. And that rhymes with T, and that stands for trouble. <laughs> That's right. You're in River City. Oh, oh dude, yes, we would be trouble. remiss. We would be remiss if we did not uh, – talk about our longtime benevolent sponsor here that would be desmond c lee you can reach him at desmond c lee too on twitter speaking of josh did you tweet at desmond c during the game i did i didn't tweet at anyone in fact twitter is off my phone josh has been covering most of the tweets i've been jumping on there every now and then as well what is this josh just sent me a picture is this the daiquiri bar video that you sent no, I didn't have the deck. It's a picture video. of waffles and chicken stacked like twelve feet high, and yeah, and you were all excited because you're about to eat all of it. I think uh, two green two green beans. I did not eat all of it. Two green beans. That, yeah, they don't mess around with the vegetables up in that. <laughs> you can see the green beans, man. Oh, oh, dudes, we forgot. We aren't we supposed to name this episode? It's the first episode of the year. We named Number the last episode. We name it. As we go, the name has to come out. It has to reveal itself. Like last week, it revealed itself <laughs> sure that did. it was the Burgundy <laughs> Mommy Boost episode. Mommy Boost. Mommy Boost. <laughs> Which, if you looked in iTunes, you should have seen the name. Mommy Boost. Burgundy uh, Mommy Speaking Boost. Speaking of iTunes, did you yes. download your free U2 album today? Just saying. No. There's a free U2 album? Dude, you two or you two? <laughs> two, man. When Apple did their big iPhone 6 announcement today at the end of the announcement, you two came out and played and they said, now we're going to set a world a record 
it will be the largest release ever for an album. And Apple gave away one half billion with a B copies of U2's brand new album. Can you it's still get crap. it? Heisem, where's mine? Can you still it's, get it? You just need to log into iTunes and click download and it'll be free. The whole album. For how long? It's free. It's yours. Forever? Or is it just for today? After October, it goes, October 13th, I think it goes away. Is it you like, buy a, it after that. is it like a full it. studio album, like a new one? It's a it full just... brand new studio album. Yes. And they, how much and did you, Apple pay YouTube, them? Course, Yeah, how much did Apple pay YouTube for that? Yeah. That's what Bono wow. joked about. He's like, he's like, for free? And Bono was like, well, you got to pay us for it first. <laughs> YouTube's new album is exclusively on iTunes. Quote. Yeah, so literally, I was sitting there with my phone logged into iTunes, and Bono was like, so like in five seconds, can we push a magic Apple button, and it will just show up in iTunes for everyone? And he was like, yes, five, four, three, two, and it was like, boop, and it showed right up on my phone at that point. Uh, it was crazy, dude. How about that? Crazy. Well, well, Bono's sitting at the daiquiri bar. That's right. Anyway, nothing to do with the Redskins, but you mentioned iTunes. So um, get out there and get your new get your new YouTube album. Well, how about that? There you go. Well, how about that? Anyway, well, uh, welcome to uh, episode number three hundred sixty eight. After the debacle, the on Bono Sunday. episode. Yeah, no lie. Um, we couldn't even kick an extra point. We couldn't even kick an extra freaking point, dude. I totally jinxed it because I was like, man, the special teams are looking a lot better. Yeah, they, we're just like Kotwika's put a new instilled a new. Uh, I don't know, strength, steely strength of whatever in the special teams. And as soon as you said that, and I agreed. J.J. Watt happened. J.J. Watt. Dude, J.J. Oh Watt all day long between J.J. Watt and special teams, turn, you know, turnovers made the difference in this game. Andre Roberts, though, on the returns actually had, I think it was 92 yards total between the kicks and punts. He actually did pretty well. Yeah. Like things were looking great, and then that happened. As a matter of fact, I guess we can go ahead and just reveal that this year, the James Lore, what is it, James Laurinaitis, the Laurinaitis of the game or of the week award, this year was officially been renamed the JJ Watt Award. Laurinaitis. It's called that the Watt the, Award. It's yeah, called it was, the Watt Award. It was the Danny Amendola Award. <laughs> it was the Amendola of the week. Wasn't it Laurinaitis before that? Or is that oh, just man. like whatever? No, you just like to say Laurinaitis. You like to say Laurinaitis because like it's like sounds all like you're watching 300 or something. But <laughs> it was really the dance. <laughs> and you like their costumes. <laughs> <laughs> you like the cod pieces and whatnot. But wow. All the dudes with the painted on six packs. The leather skirts. The yeah. leather skirts and the painted on six packs. Yeah. You can say Laurinaitis when we play the Titans. Laurinaitis. No, he plays for uh, 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 the Rams still. He or should did he play change? for the Titans. It would be a better fit with the name. That's He's true. an infectious disease, dude. He's an infectious disease. Anyway, uh, enough about that. Whatever. Back to the game. Yeah. Yes, dude. The different. The that, that's part of what was so frustrating because RG3 actually led two drives that ended inside the 10 with fumbles. He, he did. He led, and, and they were pretty good drives. And, and, you know, overall, he didn't have a bad day when you really look at that. He was 29 for 37 with 267 yards on the day. And uh, most of a those. Lot than, and, a lot better than Fitzpatrick had. And most of those incompletions were when he was throwing it away thanks to Columbus like collapsing and he had to just get rid of it. 
Columbus is playing as well as Columbus has pretty much played. John, There's no surprise there. Dude. You just summed that up. <laughs> there was no surprise. I we think knew he made... was bad, and we said we needed to replace him in the offseason, and I wanted them to use the top pick on him, and they used the top pick on a good player, but a backup linebacker. <clears throat> I we think needed we... someone on that offensive line. We needed a right guard or a right tackle. <clears throat> now, in we their defense, that... there Who's wasn't out? really a dude left that warranted that pick because at that point, the best offensive Moses. tackle left in the draft was Moses Morgan, who we were able to get later. So, in their defense, yeah. there was that. But we All could right, have addressed it. In, we could have addressed it in free agency. Remember, we didn't bring in who were those top free agent dudes that like went off the board really fast. Offensive guys that we didn't even make a. a uh, <clears throat> anyway, it there matters were, not. It doesn't matter. There were a couple that guys we could have gotten, not. and we didn't address the issue properly. Yep. Yep, Neither yep, yep. was safety. And why did we lose the game? Because Bacardi Rambo was starting and he got burned. Good God. Cut! Oh, my God! And because Tyler Columbus can't block his side of the line. Who are the free agents that are still out there? <sighs> Offensive linemen. We got to pick somebody up. David Maybe Deal? <laughs> Maybe we can get your your dog, uh, uh, Stefan Heyer. Odd body. Odd, Odd body Heyer is probably still Odd out body. there. He might be playing for like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I don't know, man. All I know is that all the we just played the team that had a worse record. I think they were were they the only team that had a worse record than us? Is that correct? They were two and fourteen. We were three and thirteen. They hadn't won a game in a calendar year. The announcer said. They they won their first two games last year and then lost fourteen in a row. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, and uh, and those are the teams that like to play the Redskins because they always break those bad streaks against us. Lions. Yeah. Well, it was obvious all the problems that we had before. It was very glaringly obvious what they were for everyone to see. Um, and, and I don't. Maybe we'll see a better team next week. Part of. I got frustrated because every time we do the fourth preseason game, it's all scrubs, all scrubs. And I was like, obviously, our starters are not ready. They need to play in that game, at least on offense. And they didn't do it because they're afraid someone's going to get hurt. Well, okay, you don't want someone to get hurt, but you're okay with the team sucking? (laughs) Yeah, so basically the first half, they looked like, they looked like it was a a preseason game. game. In the second half, especially the third quarter, they looked like they were ready to play. Oh, my God. In the fourth quarter, it looked like they were too tired to play because they hadn't been playing enough to be conditioned properly to last the whole game. Yeah. Well, I got to say, I mean, if you think about things realistically, which we try to do here at Harry Hog Football, follow us on Twitter at Harry Hog. If you uh, look at it logically, we really should not, even though we really should all right. If you look at it in one way, we just what? played a two and fourteen team. This weekend, we're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Those are two teams that we should beat because they suck, but we also suck. So you they know what should I'm beat saying? us at the same time. So they should beat us. But you know, the first like three or four weeks, maybe even five or six weeks, we're not going to be good. We got a brand new coach. We have a brand new offensive game plan, and we've got RG three learning how to be a an NFL quarterback that's going to survive. You know, and his passes were nice. He had he got, some nice touches and had had some 
perfectly he had some placed balls, except for that one where he that was, one oh where dude God. was college wide open. Yeah, but still, he got better as the game went on. I thought. I mean, did you guys think the same thing? Because I saw a lot of people like writing I articles that were people, like, "Oh, oh, oh he's people bad." People were on him. I didn't think he was that bad, dude. I thought that um, he he had an issue with with block. He he didn't have any blocking, especially with the whole. Side of the line with Columbus and J.J. Watt coming in on that. And they were like down – sorry. They were like dogging on him for throwing those short passes. But if you noticed, a lot of that was designed so that J.J. Watt wouldn't be in his face. He had like zero step drops and he would just toss it out. To it was to, literally like yep. step throw because J.J. Watt was already there. I yeah. mean – Because of Columbus. Logan Paul. Like, Columbus was like a leaky sieve, man. And I mean, Logan Paulson. Jeez, that was what dude, about what about what all, the running game was actually doing really well there. Oh, we got it. That's got to be on the coach, dude. Alfred uh-huh. Morris had ninety some yards on fourteen carries. Why did he have fourteen carries? This is hey, the dude. same question that we were asking Kyle Shanahan last year. Uh-huh. Well, he's out. at least hold, hold on. He's at least come out at, uh, to the press today and said, "You know what? I wish I hadn't abandoned the run. I know that was a big mistake." Yeah, but so. Shanahan said that too. Why did you abandon it? That was exactly. what was working. Yeah, exactly. Sorry to cut you off there, Josh. I wanted to throw. No, that no, in no there I was cause... cutting you off. Yeah, I was just going to say. I just want to point out that I guess it was like three or four years ago, and I was like, "Dudes, we should really take a look at this JJ Watt guy." Somebody go back <laughs> in the episode. That guy coming, that undrafted walk on coming out of Wisconsin, coming out of Nashuaka, Wisconsin, or wherever. Man, it can't be that good. He's an undrafted or not undrafted. He's a. a, a, a Non-scholarship walk-on player at Wisconsin. How could good can he be? He can yeah. be better than Brandon Banks. He's good enough to uh, have the have the what award named after him this year by Harry Hog Football. What more do you the need? What award? The what award? You're not saying it right. All I know <laughs> is think about this. Think about this, John and Josh. They just paid JJ uh, Watt a hundred million dollars to extend his contract. And you know who we paid a hundred million dollars a few years ago? <laughs> Al, uh, sorry, Albert Hainsworth. Welcome to CC's. Think about that. Welcome to CC's. Welcome well, to CC's. Well, there yeah, you go. Yeah, think about the difference in that, man. Albert that, Hainsworth. That's crazy. Now I will say, Josh's dog, Cowboy Jason Hatcher, had a sack, and he looked like he was showing up to play. Unlike Albert Hainsworth, he did. See, that's I'm telling you, he's pissed off. He got cut from the. Well, we just saw our defense having issues, but he got cut from, on paper, the worst defense last year, the Cowboys' defense. I, If that was me, I'd be like, I kicked butt for this. I had my best year ever. I had 11 sacks, and you guys aren't even going to re-sign me? Yeah. The I'd Cowboys, be pissed. Oh, man. I don't even want to get into them. I watched they're the, the new Raiders. that game. Ugh. That was bad. <laughs> oh, they're awful. Tony Romo had like three picks in the first half, and he almost had four, but one got called he, back because of a penalty. Dude, what was our He's going to suck all year because his back got operated on. But he was throwing up some weird, some bad passes. Anyway, enough I, about I know. The he's going to suck all year. I almost feel bad for him, except he's a Dallas Cowboy. I don't feel bad for them. Anyway, enough about them. If it makes you, if there's any consolation, oh yeah, this is this is what I didn't like. Also, I was like, well, at least the Eagles are getting destroyed by Jacksonville. 
Yeah, what the hell happened there? Jacksonville was up on them, what, 17 nothing, And then they gave up 34 unanswered, I think? Yeah, then they were down like 24-17 to 17 and went for it with like six minutes left in the game from their own 30 on like fourth and four or something. What was that? That is... They were only down by a seven. That is a team that wants to move to another city. Or country. Or country. <laughs> hey, all of our friends over in England, Simon, and all you guys. The London Jaguars. Here comes the London Jaguars. <laughs> you can call them the Monarchs. I don't know, dude. The but London Eyes. I just want to the point London out eyes. that <laughs> in the 2011 draft, we had the 10th pick overall in round one, which we traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So JJ, And they got Blaine Gabbert. J.J. Watt went <laughs> as the 11th pick overall. So we just, could have had J.J.? Just want to point it out. Maybe now, Blaine Gabbert year. On the upside of that, I think we traded to Jacksonville for the 16th pick, and we ended up getting Ryan Kerrigan. So that's a good thing. But we could have had J.J. Watt at 10. Just saying. Just saying. I, yeah, but I want to say this about that. The hindsight is twenty twenty, and Ryan Kerrigan has been an awesome player, and we got him five picks back. But anyway, it wasn't and, like and a few years thought- ago where Deshaun Jackson got picked one person before we got like what was that scrub Devin Thomas or something? It was one. It was one of those three. Thomas, uh, the other one, the other. Off injured, one year. Fred Davis, all three of those guys. Who was the other guy? It was Devin Thomas. Uh, uh, the other the one, Devin guy. Thomas. Westbrook. Uh, no, Westbrook. but he reminded you of Westbrook. He was the guy out of Oklahoma. It wasn't Michael Westbrook. Who was that guy? Dude, Michael Westbrook's from the 90s, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. What are you talking about? It all blends together, dude. <laughs> he looked. He was kind of rangy like him, but he had massive like knee injuries in college, and he never got over him in the pros. Everyone knew it, too. That was just another example of Vinny Crazy-Eyed Serato. Not Mickey Mouse, because he's still around. Who was it there? Don't remember. But anyway, he sucked. Where did we take him? And we could have had Deshaun Jackson. We got him in the the second round that year. We had three second-round picks, and we got two crappy wide receivers and one dozy-ass tight end. It wasn't 2010. Because we picked up Trent Williams 2010 first in, as the fourth, fourth overall pick. I believe it was the year before that. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They We're gone. destined to suck. <laughs> you know how bad we suck? We had an extra point blocked. You know how bad we suck? We had a punt, we had block, a punt block. for a You know how bad we suck? We gave up a third down conversion in the fourth quarter to Ryan Fitzpatrick's legs. Yeah, dude. He ran like eight yards for that. Uh, unbelievable. It was an His important beer went 10. Was that the year we took Marco Mitchell? <laughs> dude, we I got... I know who that is. Dude. <laughs> dude we gave up eight points. Went? You realize we gave up eight points. Um, special teams. To blocked kicks, if you look at it that way. Eight. Yeah, that, that was an eight-point swing. And how I much did we say. lose by? We lost uh, 17 to 6. 11? Dude. But not- we gave up. We gave up at least six more points on fumbles in the red zone. Yeah, because we're in the red uh, zone. So there's your it was there's, like, like the seven yard line for both of them. So if now, those are six plus that, eight, 
That's 14 you, points we gave up from that. Stage. All right, so if you want to argue that, you could also argue that they gave up seven points in the red zone, the same exact spot. Okay, so that that one's a wash then. But still, oh, we, no, we I said three. We had a chance to I win this game, points. absolutely. We had a chance to win this game, but what, what killed us in this game were mistakes. And abandoning the run. But yes, mistakes. There is no reason that we should have lost. Mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. Even with J.J. Watt's awesome play, those two fumbles in the red zone could have turned the tide there. Uh-huh. I don't think anyone can blame RG3 for anything. He played pretty well. He played the well, he played better than he played in preseason, and he played better in the second half of the game than the first half. Aaron, you texted me during the game and said that he sucked. No, I did not. Yes, you did. Josh, I did Andre not Roberts say was that. pretty good. All right, I did not say he sucked. In fact, right now I'm going to back and looking at. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up, dude. The special I said Columbus was oh, cut. I deleted it. What I said, Columbus cut. This is why oh. we needed an OT. That's what I texted to you. Okay, dude, you didn't talk about that awesome tackle on special teams by uh, Daryl Young, though. Daryl Young of Andre Roberts. Oh, wait, I did. Wait, I take that back. I did say that Griffin is sucking. I told you. I knew you. <laughs> Josh said, so who is active instead of Moss? And I said, Ryan, Ryan Grant. And he said, well, he needs to get open. And I said, <laughs> he hasn't been in. Griffin is just sucking. And that was before the third quarter when Griffin started playing better. Yeah. It's going to take a few games for everything to round into place, man. It's a brand new coach. It's a new offense. Yeah, but it's better if we win those games while it's rounding. It would be awesome if we beat these crappy teams we're playing. I mean, if we lose to the I mean, Jaguars. This doesn't – dude, the Jaguars were 17 points up on Philly in the first half this week. Well, part of that is I don't and then think they Philly's went home. nearly as good as they think. <laughs> I, I know. They didn't show up at all for the second half. And Philly showed up 17 times too. As a matter of fact, everyone in the NFC East or least lost – Ugly, except for the Eagles coming back. Yeah. Yep. And I thought they were going to lose ugly for a while. I thought we were all safe. And they didn't look that great either, dude. Their defense is kind of bad. <sighs> the NF- NFC East is pretty bad. I think it's still anyone's. Uh, anyone's we used to be division. like one of the best divisions, man. Yeah, back in the day when it was like, uh, I was thinking of that too, just thinking of uh, Madden and Summerall. And I was thinking about the kids nowadays and thinking about John Madden um, because, you know, back my dad's generation, people always remember John Madden as like a coach. And then our generation, we always remember him and uh, Pat Summerall as being the voice of football because they always had NFC East games because the NFC East was the best division. And now there's kids nowadays that know him only as the name of a video game and have no idea anything else he's done, that he's in the Hall of Fame or anything. They just think he's like an old dude. Who is banking it on that Madden franchise. I tell you what. I tell you what. So, I don't know, dude. But the Texans, man, I mean, they've got guys named Tuggle, Blue, and Johnson, and they still beat us. This guy is dead. Dude, what can you say? I mean, it was mistakes. It was Basically. tons of mistakes. We're going to get better, but we're going to be – don't expect too much this year. Helu had a good game. Helu had his times. 
Alfred Morris was running like a beast. He got really, really lucky that it was like one piece of freeze frame away from a fumble. Yeah, I, Dude, think, better, I think Jerome someone, might have helped us out on that one, too. Yeah, well, Jer- Jerome has a little surprise about what was going on with that refereeing and that. No, yeah, no, what no, was no, up no, with the – it was a makeup call for earlier when Andre Roberts didn't ever put his inseam down on the line. Yeah, he stepped on the line or over the line with his foot, but it was only, I, I guess, the inside. It was like the the, the half of his foot was in the in, inbounds, and you could see where he didn't put his entire foot down. He was like on the side of his foot. You right. could see it. Yeah, you could so freaking it see it. That there was like a dark line. And Jerome still called him out. But was that yes. really Jerome? And what's his face? Mike Pereira back in the studio. Yeah. Yes. The ruling on the field stands. Well, Jerome's going to uh, actually, this is the first week. For those not who don't know what we're talking about, Jerome Booger is our uh, in-house um, former referee who does a... Who does analysis of bad of uh, of well, not bad calls necessarily, but bad calls, uh, controversial calls. Um, he ex- he's explains he's our anything. Mike Pereira. That, he's on Mark Pereira here at Harry Hog Football, so he's going to be coming on a little bit later. Uh, I I don't know when he's going to be on though. He's he's like stalking around looking for donut holes. I guess he shows up when he smells no the holes. Donut holes for that guy tonight, John. Whenever he smells the holes, he comes into the studio. That's what we hear. Chomp on those bad boys. Chomp. Anyway, Don't know. Chomp. All right. What do we got here? Uh, let's go on into the uh, injury report, I guess. Uh, yeah. Or do we want to do the O-line report first? I think we already or We've did. already done it. Trent Williams <laughs> was fine. They were, opening up some, they were opening up some huge holes on the run. Even Columbus's side was opening up huge holes on the run. Yeah. And then we abandoned it. And then we just right. stopped doing it. I just got to point out that Ann Gordon Bennett, one of our listeners who tweets at us yes. on Twitter, after Aaron's precarious predictions last week, decided to give us the definition of precarious. Because you know every week here on Harry Hog Football, we have to define something for our listeners. Well, this week, Ann Gordon Bennett has done that for us. And here it is. <laughs> the word is precarious. It is an adjective. It means not securely held or in position, dangerously likely to fall or collapse, or dependent on chance. A lot of chance. (laughs) Just want to point that out, because what was your prediction for this Houston Texans game, Aaron? I don't remember. It was something like 28 to 14. It was wildly precarious, I believe. It was precarious, but thus the name. (laughs) <laughs> Although the the one that against Dallas seventy five to nothing isn't looking so outrageous right now. Yeah, but you know how that mess will go. We'll go in there like with a three game winning streak or something like that, and they'll just be like dropping bombs on us. Because of hopefully Santana Moss is active for that game. I know, right? Anyway, Santana Moss should have been playing in Rambo's position. I will say this. Hey, I will say this. I should have been playing in Rambo's <laughs> position. I will say this about the squad. We haven't even through preseason and um, this first game, as far as re- receivers are concerned, we haven't seen very many drop balls. Oh, you'll know when their balls drop, dude. <laughs> you'll know. That's what I hear. You'll know. 
Win the balls. Yeah. All right, we've done the O-line report. They were pretty good against the run. How many total rushing yards did we have in this game? Total rushing yards? Yeah, I mean, our offensive line was good blocking for the run. That's what I mean. Yeah, because Helu had quite a few. Alvin Morris had almost 100. They used Helu really well. Morris had 91 yards on the game. Yeah. Helu had 46, so he had about, you know, half of what Morris had. How many rushes did he have there? Uh, four rushes for 46 yards. So we had yeah. like 15 or 16 rushes for 150 yards or so. Yeah. Total, um, let's see our total rush, total attempts, total rushes. Total. It was about 131 it, yards somewhere. Yeah. And it was, let's see, 23 rushes, 23 carries basically. Yeah. Well, and we won't even, ones? we won't even count Deshaun Jackson's rush. He had a rush for oh, my negative nine yards. What was that call? What what, what that was, was that junior that junior was varsity crap out of the Shanahan playbook? Why are oh, we running that? God. Why are we running that? Was that at the beginning of the quarter or something? In the third quarter. Why are we running that when we were just tearing off ten yard, whatever Alfred Morris was averaging? It was like over six yards a carry. Barf decided to be too cutesy. He's learning along the way too. It's his first. It's his first day as a as as a. It's his first game as an NFL head coach. Here's an idea. Instead of doing that, well, never mind. I understand why he couldn't send Deshaun Jackson down the field because there was no freaking blocking. Griffin only had a one-step drop. You couldn't By the get way, him more than three yards down the field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a completely different note, did you guys see Barf, uh, Barf's son on the sidelines with him? Yeah. Talk about like a young clone of Barf. Little Barf? Little Barf. Barf. Little Barf. We call him Spit Up. Junior Barfity. <laughs> junior Barfity. Junior Barf. Spit up. Junior it's like Junior Bar. Varsity, but you say Barf. Like Junior Barf. Junior Barfity. Junior Barfity. <laughs> the Junior Barfity episode. He's on the Junior Barfity. Perhaps. 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 I did not see him. Did he have a sideline wiener coming out of his. Uh, <laughs> that I. Did do Barf not have believe a sideline wiener? Little, little picture like. You know, three by five index card size. <laughs> I don't think Barf had a sideline wiener this time. His son looks just like him, but he's like thirteen. I think it's it was awesome. Listen to us joking him and took the sideline oh, wiener out. That does look kind of silly. I better cut that out. He lost the sideline wiener. Or people Mr. comparing him to him. Wiener, man. <laughs> Mr. Sideline Wiener, uh, holder. All right, can we go to the special teams? All right, we talked about the block kicks and everything, but on kick coverage, they were good. Andre, or, uh, uh, yeah, Johnson. Oh, and, what's his name? And Not Tress Andre Way, <laughs> Tress <laughs> Way had this, from what I heard from the post game, Tress Way had like the second longest punt average Roberts, for, for the Redskins since like Andre the early 90s. I was really impressed with Tress Way because his first two punts were massive boomers and the coverage got down there to cover it. And the third punt, instead of trying to massively boom it, he dropped it on like the six. Yeah. Something like that. I was like, dang, dude. All right. He averaged like 49 yards. Ted. He averaged 49 yards. Not only did he have a high average, but he was able to drop that third one in the red zone That's right. on a short punt. It was so hugely you, important in that dude, game, too, where the offenses couldn't do anything. Over the mm-hmm. course of a few punts, he changed our starting crappy field position that started on, like, the 10. And he even had one middle. where he had to move around a little bit. He had to kind of move to his right to get the punt free. 
So, you know, punting and moving at the same time, a lot of punters aren't very good at that. So that was Tressway, I think, had a pretty good game. He had 61. His longest was 61 yards. Except for the, uh, Except for the block, block hunt, but that wasn't his fault. Who was that? You know dude that, that wasn't his That was not. That was the cleanest punt block I've ever seen in my life. The guy came he would the guy that blocked it, I don't even remember who it was. For some reason I thought it was Watt and Aaron was like, no, he's blocked the extra point. And I was like, oh I thought he blocked both because he was everywhere. It was some guy but, named Reed or something. And he ran in and he was actually running by by the time the ball left his foot, he was running by the side of Tressway and he just stuck his hand down like he's he's like all like low five, bro. And instead, he slapped the ball down, and it bounced right up into his hands. Dude, Dude don't quote was... me. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure that it was Roy Helu that let him pass. I think it was yeah. actually. I think you're right. I don't know, but the, the did you guys notice? And I wondered if all punters do this. Maybe we need to get Suzanne's uncle on the phone. He was a kicker, though. We. Do they always just focus on the ball, like, and not aware of what's going on around them? Like, it's like he was in his motion and nothing was going to stop that. Like, he could have not punted the ball. That guy was coming in unobstructed. I think it's kind of like where they tell the people, the quarterback, to stay in the pocket. I think it was Don't pay attention. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and and the speeds have got to be so massive. Right. So, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying on that because it's like, dude, do you have any awareness? It's like it's like dude, the w- awareness on Madden. It was like tunnel vision of, yeah. the, of the ball. It's like he had no clue that guy was right in front of him. But I've never seen someone be that – usually if someone's that close to being able to block the punt, he just like – the ball lands like in his stomach or something and he like takes out the punter at the same time and everything. He was literally beside him and stuck his hand down. I know. It was. I've yeah, never. He could seen have actually tackled punt like the punter that. if he wanted to. Yeah, I, I've I've never seen a punt block so clean. He almost could have intercepted the snap. He was back there so quick. <laughs> he was very close. <laughs> <laughs> Intercept the snap. Can you imagine, man? Dude, that was horrible. Uh, Has anybody ever done that? I don't know. What would uh, happen if you intercepted this punt snap? Or any snap, a shotgun snap. We need a rule on that. I bet it's happened in college. I bet it's happened like like you know Miami versus dude. There's no uh, the Presbyterian Blue Hose or something like that. Dude, when they snap that ball, there is no way the guy could get around there unless the guy like lobbed (laughs) it up like a like a watermelon or something. I I bet it's happened in college. Someone timed it so they did the Levar leap like right over. Yeah, like a LeVar leap, like, and they did it in shotgun, and maybe it was a bad snap anyway because the center's all, like, shaking his knees and everything I because still, he's so scared. I can't see that it's ever, ever could happen. I just can't because they'd be, they'd be offsides. <laughs> There's no way it could happen. Oh, yeah, there was an offside in this game that Jerome oh, Brent, Booger didn't call. Jerome, allegedly. Alleged Jerome. Yeah, offside. I mean, encroachment. I mean... It lined up in a neutral zone. Yes. I don't know. We're going to have to ask him about that. Yeah. Anyway. What else um, we got? Injury report. Injury report before the break. And we got cuts to talk about, too. We got some cuts, which do not include Bakari Rambo for some odd, strange reason. Oh, yeah, because we don't have anyone else. (laughs) 
injury report. Let's see, Barry Cofield was injured. How injured is he? Uh, he's on short-term IR. Yeah, man. Is that the seven-week IR? How does that work? It's 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 the six-week. It you're on IR for six weeks, and you have up till the eighth game. It's called reserve injured with designation to return. You can only put one player on that. So I thought it was two. So we've lost Neil. We've lost Neil and Cofield. So who's playing nose? Well, Neil is done for the season. Who's Cofield is nose? done for at least six weeks, and he has to join the uh, active squad by week eight, or he has to be put on IR for the whole year. Who's so it's one or the nose? other. Who's playing nose? Is Chet moved over to nose, and Jarvis has moved in for Chet? You damn right. Well, I like Chet at nose. I think Chet is good at nose. I think that's where he belongs. Chet's good personally. Anyway. Chet. Chet. So we got Chet, and now uh, Jarvis is starting. Is that and correct? And Jarvis is really starting to round into form as well, dude. Like, dude, Aaron, this Jarvis is your dog from like way back, like immediately he's back at the better. supplemental draft. Jarvis Jenkins. Yeah, he's getting better. Wasn't he drafted in 2011? He was, was in the good. supplemental draft. Was it 11? I thought it was 12. Might have been. Well, he had one year he missed for a knee injury. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, uh, Akeem Jordan. He got injured? Akeem Jordan? Knee injury. Akeem Jordan? Who's he got who is, cut? Who's Akeem Jordan? Who was I talking about? I thought Akeem Jordan got cut, but maybe not. What am I saying? Am I, am I meeting Jordan Reed? Didn't Jordan Reed get hurt? I think yeah, you're combining. Jordan Reed had a hamstring injury. You're thinking Akeem Davis. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, with the with the cuts and the injuries and everything. Uh, yeah, but the, on the injury report, what's the deal with Jordan Reed? I heard he might miss significant time too, and I just traded for him in the fantasy league. But I mean, see, that that was <laughs> I bad. To trade back, dude. That that was a home remove right there. I know it was totally. <laughs> So he's going to uh, break out this season. Yeah, they said he's got a uh, – Josh, do you have it? They just said he was expected to miss significant time. I don't know what that means, though. Do you it have it? he's a you-know-what. He strained his uh, um, left hamstring. He's an injury-prone. They said it's a mild. Injured, Why is he going to yeah. miss significant time if it's mild? Well, I think what they said is they were worried it was more – they thought it was more severe than it is – but since it's Jordan Reed and he's had a history so far of this, then maybe. But since it's him, they're going to give more time Bruton out. Said, right. Barf <laughs> said, a, you know what, a wuss. <laughs> Barf said, we'll see how it goes with a trainer. It'll probably be a week or two or three. We will see. Either way, you know who's the starting tight end now. Logan yeah. Paulson. And you know who the backup tight end is. Yeah, Aaron. the guy that fumbled after making a pretty nice catch on a beautiful pass. Inside the ten, he looked like he looked like a late career Chris Cooley on that. Remember how Cooley used to do that late in his career? He kept trying to stretch these plays. He'd be injured for a while, and he'd come back and get a catch. And he's running, and he's battling, he's popping a dude, knocking someone else down, trying to get that last extra yard, and there goes the ball. Bloop. It looked so much like that. I was just like, "What's up?" <laughs> It looked like that on that RG3, like, got stepped on by someone, and instead of just 
falling down on the ball. He tried to like pitch it to Alfred Morris or something. Yeah, I don't know, dudes, but um, do we see Niles Paul like really being able to step in for Jordan Reed? Do you see it, dude? Here's what I think about. And then there's Logan Paul, Chris Cooley coming out of the booth. Uh Well, you know, Causen, the tight end that's on uh, the practice squad, did not get brought up this week in the roster moves. You are a loser, sir. (laughs) You are a loser, sir. As a matter of fact, you know, those were the two big injuries. Let's go ahead and hit these uh, roster moves real quick and we'll hit the break. I'll see if I can track down Jerome. I think he's in the kitchen. And let's see. So, rookie safety Akeem Davis was promoted to the 53-man roster uh, because of Barry Cofield going on this short-term IR. And the Redskins put three guys on the practice squad, a defensive lineman, Derek Hopkins, uh, another tight end named Mia Hamm, and wide receiver Marvin McNutt. <laughs> Mia Hamm, Marvin McNutt. Mia Hamm and Marvin McNutt. It's and not Mia Ham. Who is it? It's it's uh Jerron Ham. So Mia Ham. Is he related to Mia? Maybe it's Mia's uh husband. Maybe. No, no, she's married to Nomar Garcia Parra. Oh yeah, yeah. I forget about Remember that, that so little quick guy Mia that like Garcia Parra now? Ham Garcia Ham hyphen Garcia. No, they live in the south, I think. It's they a, live there's in, like, no Raleigh hyphens. Or somewhere. I don't well, know. Raleigh do they live in Raleigh or Cary? If they live in Cary. Canadians yeah. retired Yankees. Ha ha. Where does Ma- where, where does Mia Ham Garcia <laughs> Parra live? I think she lives down in that way because she went to Chapel Hill, right? She lives. I think yeah, she, she lives like in Chapel Hill or something. So um, Nomar lives there. Nomar and his his, his crazy roided body. <laughs> and don't forget <laughs> his crazy roided body. Dude, dudes, you remember that? In like six months, he went from like John Adams twig size to. Like, like the Incredible Bulk. To no more it was John so Adam ridiculous. You know why, dude? He's been on the Laron Landry bulk up plan. Yeah, he's what with uh, those those uh he's been nice some, clean white uh, mock turtlenecks. He's been on some burgundy mommy boost. Mommy his, boost. And dude, supplements. I don't know if I have any information on it. Let's see. Uh, 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 Mia Ham is six foot three, <laughs> tight end really? that went to Louisiana Monroe, Chapel Hill. You mean? She's six foot three. <laughs> Defensive lineman Derek Hopkins is six foot three oh nine out of tech. And Virginia six, Tech? Texas yes. Tech? No, Virginia, Virginia two, Of course it's Virginia Tech. And let's see. The That's six so foot three, two hundred and sixteen pound McNutt was drafted by Philadelphia in the sixth round out of Iowa. This year. He bounced around the league with stints in Miami and Carolina before being released by the Panthers in August. Dude, I'm glad we signed that guy based on his name alone. Marvin <laughs> McNutt. But dudes, I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't mention <laughs> who we cut. Who? The cut. Bakari Rambo. No, it's not Bakari Rambo, which is amazing. But we cu- we cut Dick Craw. Richard Crawford is just straight up cut. Dude, He's they cut, totally cut. they straight up cut Dick Craw, and they straight up cut White Lightning. Third, Nick Williams got cut. Nick Williams got cut. Dude, you know he's going to end up going and playing for the Patriots and being good. You're just well, saying yeah. that because he's going to be like another Wes Welker. In your mind. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. He's just like, give me some Molly. I'll go out and play all day long. This football feels so good. 
So listen, back to the tight end thing. Barf said that we're going to bring in some tight ends to try out this week. We did. We brought in tight end Bia Ham. Does but that mean we can get rid of Niles because he fumbled? You hate Niles Austin's. <laughs> Niles Paul so I hate much. Niles Austin, too. Miles Austin was in that game. Uh, Wasn't he? No, no. He, he was, was on, on the uh, Browns or something. Someone we played in the preseason. But he Felix. hardly even showed up in that game. He was, I don't know, maybe he was hanging out with the trainer. Dude, there's some tight ends available in free agency right now, like some veteran tight ends. Like Marvin like who? McNutt. Like Marvin McNutt. Ass, ass Watson. <laughs> <laughs> former former Dallas tight end. We don't want uh, him in. <laughs> No, that's his name. We don't want oh, any guy. ASA. We Maybe don't want anyone Watson. named Ass Watson. Ass <laughs> Watson. <laughs> There's uh, some guy named Corey Sperry. Like He's the top Yes, yeah, Sperry Thompson. <laughs> Wait, this one's really good. It's a tight end named Brad Smelly. <laughs> bring that smelly. guy. He's bring got a smelly tight end. Bring in Smelly and McNutt so they can battle it we out. Need, yeah, Smelly and Mc, we need to We need to get <laughs> Smelly and McNutt on the active roster. And throw Go some ham in there, too. I'm going to find out more about throw this dude. Oh, no. He, dude, he's not a free agent. He's signed with Cleveland. Hold on. Hold on. i got to get down here. Oh, Cleveland. Yeah, because their they're, uh, they're, uh, tight end camera got he's, hurt. He's no longer... All right, Kellen Winslow. Do we know that guy? Yeah. Dude. Why does that sound? Yeah, he used Kellen to be Will- good back in the day. Isn't his dad in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. I don't know, but he's. A free agent. <laughs> he's you know free- why he's a free agent? Because he sucks, and he's like. Or is that his dad that I thought was good? <laughs> he was, no, his son was good for a while, but his, he was like I don't know. He was a super Reuter, oh. kind of like Garcia Parra Ham, kind of like Nomar, right. kind of like Nomar. Brian Wozniak. What? Michael Williams, DJ Williams. There's, there's always seems to be some Williams. Let's see. <laughs> are they brothers? Uh, are they related to Doug? Are they related to Martel Doug? Are these Williams. Doug's like uh, uh, nephews? Well, why don't we like bring back together. Ted Balzer, dude? I thought that guy could Eric run out. Waters. I thought he was on the on the practice squad. Yeah, he is on the practice squad. Why don't we promote him up? He has not been promoted yet because you know why. There's two tight ends that they have somewhat some kind of faith in, even though Niles Paul is one of them. <laughs> but you know who they had to promote? They had to promote Akeem Davis because you know what position he plays? Safety. Safety. And one of ours got suspended for a hit for Dude. at least another week. And the other one sucks! Well, after next Dude. week, Akeem Davis will be moved back down. Well, or or Bakari. Or, he might have played too many games. Which means they can just. Nah, it's only a second year, right? It's the second year. They can put him back down. There's some good tight end names out there, man. There's a guy named. uh, And don't forget Ihe Nacho. Ihe Nacho needs to step up this week. Please let him start. I don't care how good he is. Ihe Nacho. He's got to be. John Wayne Ihe Nacho. Have we seen anything on that? Has he making progress enough to beat out Bacardi Rambo? Because if he's not, he just needs to be cut now. Reports from Ashburn are that he's on a crash course because Bacardi sucked so bad. Is that what the article said? The report was Uh, that that, that's supposed to turn to Ahi Nacho at strong safety this week. (laughs) Nacho. Nacho. Ahi Nacho has got to be better than Bacardi Rambo. He's going to play this week, dude. I didn't see him play at all last week. Am I wrong? Did you see him? He played on special teams, and that was it, according to the Washington Post. He's no Jake Stoneburner. <laughs> Dude, that guy's Chris a free Way, agent. Ted. Free agent out of Green Bay. 
Jake Stoneburner. Stoneburner. That's right. Stoneburner. That is, dude. <laughs> Stoneburner, like, man. I like his name, though, but Roger Goodell probably does. There's another dude named Philip Supernaw. Like, super. <laughs> All right. That's enough of this junk, dude. We've been talking for 15 minutes about tight ends' names and junk. <laughs> this is the tight ends' names episode. <laughs> all right well surprisingly we had some moves we talked about all that stuff i guess it's time for a break y'all let's go to the break when we come back we'll do our games and ball games and balls games and, balls. Games and kicks to the balls awards right quick and then don't we forget will, jerome and jerome and then we'll round this go get him right now and so you guys can get ready for next week's possible debacle because if we lose even even if we lose to the jaguars seriously <laughs> Dude, that would be horrible. I can't take it. All right. We'll talk to you guys after this commercial break brought to you by Mommy Boost. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Lee presents... In 2014, a crack arena football coach was sent to Washington, going commando, to take over a team for which he didn't draft. This team promptly escaped from the maximum security stockade known as the Shanna Plan to the Landover, Maryland Underground. Today, a championship is still wanted by fans everywhere. This team survives as soldiers of Washington, and they have cost Dan Schneider a fortune. So if you have a problem, if no one else can help your football team, and if you can find him, maybe you can hire the JT. Smith, RG3 as Face, Logan Paulson as Murdoch, and Brian Arakpo as B.A. Baracus. I'm Desmond C. Lee, and I approve this message. Dudes, I was just reading this article about Santana Moss being, um, well, inactive for the game. It sounds, yes. sounds kind of crappy. Did you read about this? What about it? It said that the way he discovered he wasn't playing on Sunday was he, that he opened his locker and her, his jersey wasn't in it. What? He said it was like no process he's ever experienced in his life. Are you serious? Yeah. 
Yeah. That's not cool. Yo, 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 what's up? He basically opened his locker that morning and his jersey wasn't in it. That's how he found out he was inactive. Who? Santana? Santana. It's messed up. They didn't even tell him. They didn't even tell him him you're not going to play this game? He said he wasn't told, period. Dude, that's harsh. I don't know, dude. Is Jay Gruden catching some criticism this week? Probably not too much. It's his first game, man. I know, it's and, and obviously from that, he's got a lot of things to learn about being a head coach and keeping it classy. What is that about? I know, right? Yeah, hmm. basically Moss said he tried to keep it classy and didn't make a scene or anything. Man, Moss always keeps it classy. He always does, man. You can tell, like, like he reminds me of Joe England a little bit from back at uh, college <laughs> with you, Aaron, because he always, like, keeps it, no matter what happens, he always keeps it cool. Like, if, if his eyes get kind of really big, you can tell he's really, really pissed off, even if he's still keeping it cool. He basically said that he would have, it would have made him feel a little better about it because if someone sat me down and said, hey, this is what's going on, because honestly, I wouldn't have had a problem with it if anyone would have came and just told me straight out. Yeah. But I wasn't told that way, so that's why I said I didn't want to make the situation more about me. I just wanted to let Sunday be Sunday, let us go out there and have the best chance we have to win, and then I ask questions later. Keeping it classy. Kids out there listening to this, listening to this, number one, why are you listening to this? Number two, well, I guess we could be like PG-13. And number two... That's a classy way to handle something. Be like, all right, I'm just going to keep it cool right now. He took the high road, and it he made took the, the, high the coaches road. look bad. Like, they couldn't even tell him, and he's a 12-year veteran and a cowboy killer for the Redskins. For the I know, season. right? It's like, Dude, could you at least have told a brother? I think he Dude. has the most receptions for any Redskin receiver in a career, doesn't he? He was playing for the Redskins before Jay Gruden was coaching a arena league team. Am I wrong? Remember when we traded for him? Doesn't he have more receptions than any other Redskin? Uh, I don't know. No, there's no way. Art Monk. Are you sure? Dude, Art Monk broke. When Art Monk retired, I think the only one with more receptions than him was Jerry Rice, man. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe he broke. You know what? He he probably broke broke the record for like third or something like that on the on the list. Maybe. But he's made Which a lot no of catches slouch. for the Redskins, enough so that if you're going to make him inactive for the first game of the season, you should at least tell him. You, you should at least pull him aside and talk to him. And I'm not saying like someone like Cotton could pull him aside. It's Dude. like Jay Gruden. You need to pull him aside and talk about this. Dude, here's the stats, okay? Let me just give them to you straight. Our Monk had 888 receptions. With the Redskins. 888 with the Redskins. Charlie Taylor had 649. 649. Okay. Santana Moss, 639. Wow. So he's almost second. He's almost second, right behind. Behind him is Gary Clark and then Chris Cooley. Dude, I thought Art Monk went to the Jets for like one game or something. He went to the Eagles for a year and the Jets for, I believe, a shortened final year, but I can't remember. And then he came back for one game. Yeah. Or one day. Dude, guess where Lavernius Coles is in that list? Aaron's dog. Yeah, right? (laughs) Lavernius. Dude, the thing I liked about Lavernius was those tattoos that went down the seam of his back of his arm. Man, Lavernius (laughs) and Shirley. (laughs) Lavernius. 
<laughs> the Lavernius uh, and Shirley episode. That was the strangest trade. It was like, let's take two guys that look like cookie cutter, you know, wide receivers of each other, and let's just switch teams and see what happens. And Santana Moss is still playing, and Lavernius and Shirley has been out of the league for like three or four years now. Lavernius. And he had an attitude also. Apparently. He had a bad attitude. So we obviously made the right choice on the trade then. For once, yeah. Yeah. Didn't I believe that Lavernius was another Coles back for like a year or something also. Or was that nope. someone else? That was Albert Connell that went to Where, the Eagles Albert and came back. Connell, and he went to the no, Saints. No, no, James Thrash. James Thrash. Yeah, James Thrash. Albert Connell went to the Saints, and he got kicked off the team because he stole from another dude's locker. <laughs> <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> like Dude, he didn't have enough like, money for a Big Mac, so he stole five bucks. What, is, what the hey? He heard the ice cream truck pull up outside the Superdome. <laughs> was like, I really, wanna, I really want myself a push-up pop. He wanted a red, white, and blue pop. Ice cream truck. <laughs> He's anyway. like, man, I ain't got any cash. Hold That's on, right. man. Let me grab your five thousand dollars out of your out of your locker. I'll <laughs> be I'll be right back. I right? never mind that, dudes. Because <laughs> you know what it's time for. Yeah. And now the coveted and ever elusive Game Ball Award. The Game Ball Award brought to you by Burgundy Mommy Boost. <laughs> and be no on the lookout for gold. Hand. Look on the lookout for be on the lookout for gold, mommy boost. We're gonna need gold, mommy boost. That would be sweet, dude. All right, I'll give my game ball. My game ball goes to Andre Roberts. It was nice to have someone back there. Not only is he back there doing a good job doing kicks returning, not only is he back there doing a good job doing punt returning. We got a guy on the roster, one guy that can do both, and he's actually kind of good at it. Because a lot of teams have to have like one guy return kicks and another guy return punts, mm-hmm. and he was it's that good. specialized. And he didn't and run so, backwards, and he, and he had ninety two yards on I think four, four total, if I'm not mistaken. So good on him. I, that was a good. I, I have a feeling he's. It, it sucks for Santana Moss, but Andre Roberts is really kind of feel, filling that third wide receiver role, and I think he's gonna. I think he's going to be a very good pickup in the long run for the Redskins. Yep, that's a good one, dude. Roberts. Josh, who are you giving yours to? Well, I like I like John, so I was going to go. I think I was going to go that way. Um, A-R-R. Roberts. What about uh, your dog, Josh? What's that? What about your dog? Your, your dog had a good game, man. Which dog? The fat one. The cowboy. <laughs> All right. I'll give it to him today because I think Aaron's going to be wrong with his prediction about three sacks or whatever he said. Four or less, I said. Four or less. I'm sticking to that. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I think Josh is right about this one. I think he's pissed off at the Cowboys. He has something to prove. Albert Hainsworth about- just wanted to go eat more. We're talking about Jason Hatcher here. He had uh, four tackles, one assist, one sack on the day. I don't know, man. It's tough because um, Ryan Kerrigan had that forced fumble. I was thinking about giving it to Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah, that was a nice play. Ryan Kerrigan has a high motor. He has a high motor. He gets he gets the most out of his ability. And Trent Murphy was right behind him. In fact, Josh, th- I think you <laughs> I thought, thought it was, it was him. Trent and I was Murphy. like, I yeah. don't think so. 
I was like, dude, I think I was Trent Murphy. And then they showed the replay in slow-mo. And I was like, no, it was Ryan Kerrigan. You know who Trent Murphy reminded me of in that game? Just a little teeny bit. And I don't freak out old Brad school Edwards. People. No, no. Like, just he's so big and, like, rangy and tall, like, in his upper Dexter body Manley. especially. He reminded me a little bit of Dexter Manley, like, physically, the way he was moving. I was like, you know, I, j- I just had flashbacks after he – I forget what play it was, but I was thinking about that play in the uh, – in the NFC championship game in 82 against the Cowboys where he concussed Danny white and made him cry. That's when Danny white cried. <laughs> that was made him cry. And he, I mean, he looked like a ghoul coming out of Scooby-Doo the way he was running at him, man. It was just, just one of those memories you see as a kid and you never forget. You're just like, Whoa. Speaking of Scooby-Doo, have you guys seen this, uh, preview for Mike Tyson's mysteries? Hmm. It's hilarious, dude. It's what? like they made a cartoon that looks like Scooby Doo, but it's Mike Tyson leading like this like Scooby Doo mystery squad. And it's not the same Scooby Doo people. No, with it's him? different people with him. But he like drives a van, uh. <laughs> and you know they go solve so mysteries. And there's like a ghost guy with him that's like part ghost and some like Chinese like girl and like a parrot that's that's uh, voiced by Norm Macdonald, a drunk parrot. <laughs> It, Look it up after the It podcast. doesn't matter what the character is. If it's voiced by Norm MacDonald, it always sounds the same. Yeah. <laughs> and Mike Tyson does the voice for himself. Man, you want to talk about somebody who's had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. That guy, Mike Tyson, man. Now he's a caricature of himself. He was on Crocodile Dundee 3. I think he's had some work done, dude. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, he said some. Work Dude, done. did you get a facelift? <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. He might come over and beat me up, man. He might some, bite something's your ear different off, about you. Did, did you get your face done? Did you get your eyelids <laughs> raised. Something looks might, different. Might be the eye, the face tattoo that says, <laughs> "Yeah." That says, I, think, "I will never get a job at Walmart." I think he ran out of money because he oh, didn't get man. the other side done yet. <laughs> Not anymore, man, because... But now that he's, he's got this Mike Tyson's mystery show, he might be able to get the other side of his face done. And he um, had that, like, like uh, one-man show where he was talking about stuff. Like, Mike Tyson is 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 out there. Like, in, in the uh, performing arts community nowadays. It's kind of strange. Dude, like, if, if you put he and Gary Busey in a room, I don't know what would happen. <sighs> There'd be a lot of cocaine. A lot of it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Gary Busey. Teeth and <laughs> who would take a bigger bite of Evander Holyfield's ear? Would it be Mike Tyson or Gary Teeth? Or Miles Austin. <laughs> or Miles Austin. Or John Elway. <laughs> the answer is D, John Elway. <laughs> we need to put together a quiz like that. We I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna put together oh, a quiz. It's going on the website. We got to try to come up with at least one qu- multiple qu- choice question every week, and we'll we'll put the quiz up at the end of the season. <laughs> no put, a poll up, <laughs> put a poll Dude, up. Put a poll up. I'm going to put the poll quiz up. It's going to go up. Everybody needs nice. to go to the website, harryhogfootball.com. Dot com. And vote. Yeah. So at the end of our podcast, once we wrap, we'll get together and come up with a question for this week. That was a good one. <laughs> I think that might be it. Gary right. Busey, Mike Tyson. <laughs> John Shut Elway up. or Miles Austin? <laughs> um, Miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it hurts right there. It hurts right there. Keep rubbing it. 
Did you or, give your game ball yet, dude? Or Dr. <laughs> Teeth. <laughs> Dr. Oh. Teeth from the Electric Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah! No, here's my game ball. Are you ready for this? Yep. I right. don't think I've ever done this before on a podcast, but I have to give my game ball to Tress Way. What? what? No way, dude. A no punter. Way. The punter is getting my game ball. No way, dude. It was no stellar. Way. 61 yards on his longest punt. He had an average of 36.3 yards. See, I think Josh what thought was, was going average? there and he was going to have 36.3. His average was 49 yards. Where are you getting that? I'm, Wait, getting it off, I'm getting it straight off the stat sheet. They can't count the one that was blocked. That was not his fault. They counted. That's a, <laughs> that's a punt for loss, dude. No, his average was like 49 yards if you take that, that one away. That was not his fault. It's a punt for loss. No, dude. According to the Washington Post, it's a 49.2-yard average with yeah. two dropped. He dropped two of them. He dropped two balls inside. I'm the going pump. off the official NFL stat well, sheet. Well, that one's dumb because it was 49 yards on this average. Cause... Of course, the Washington Post can say that. They're biased. They're in Washington. This is true. This is true. But. Anyone watching the game could see that that was Roy Helu's fault that that thing got blocked, and that shouldn't affect his average. If you looked at the ones that he actually kicked, he boomed those things. It changed the field two of position. Them. Two of them. And two of them he dropped in the 20. He showed long and short range. He had two instead of the 20. You are correct. So that's why he's getting my game on. And now, since this podcast is so long, I can't long, believe you got about, him and not me. Talking I don't about, know, dudes. We would be remiss if we didn't point out, though, that – Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson had pretty good games themselves. Both ten of them had a ten, number of receives. Uh, ten receives. receptions for Garçon. Yeah. Eight for Jackson. 77 and 62 yards, respectively. And one of those two guys is going to get my kick. I'm foreshadowing it. Here we go. Oh, snap. It's mm. time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. Week's kicking the balls award is brought to you by Riddick. Go ahead, Josh. Rambo, 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 Rambo. I was about Rambo, to say, Rambo, 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 Rambo was so Rambo. bad, dude. Do we have to give him? <laughs> can we give him a collective kick? Okay. He was so one, bad. One, I think he gets one, a collective <laughs> kick. Tyler, well, that's true. <laughs> Josh, you're right. If we give if we give one to Rambo, I think we have to give one to Columbus. Too. And that makes it harder. Okay, so then we got to give real kicks here. Yeah. So, all right. so, all right. All right. Yeah. Somebody else go. Good point there. All right. I'm going to go. Yeah. All right. I said I was going to give mine to one of those guys, but I lied. I'm really giving it to Niles Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't need to tell you why. One, because I'm biased against him, but two, because he fumbled inside the 10 yard line. He did have four receptions for 86 yards on the day. Yeah, but you can negate that last one. You can like negate you that whole that thing. Punt because <clears throat> yeah. that thing, it was like a 58-yard gain. They right. fumbled. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you who I'm giving mine to then. I'm going to give mine to Darrell Young for running into his own dude. <laughs> and then he looked at him like, man. <laughs> And he looked at the ref like, where's the penalty? And the ref was like, dude, I can't give a penalty. On it's your, your own, own man. <laughs> and it's your own dude, dumbass. He looked yeah, all mad and he was like, uh, 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 that was Roberts, right? That ran into him. It was, yeah, it was Andre Roberts. Yeah. But like, I don't think he, I think Darrell should have gotten out of his way. Yeah, absolutely. Darrell should have. 
Dur- it was Durrell's fault. It was one of the was best Durrell's tackles of the game. Fault. Durrell also scored the only touchdown for the Redskins. Yeah, so, it's hard to even remember that we scored a touchdown since we only had six points. <laughs> Thanks to J.J. Watt. And a blocked extra what? point. The Watt Award. All right, John. All right, well... Well, I can't kick Bakari Rambo. Or and Niles. I cannot kick Niles Paul. And I cannot kick... Um, oh, man. You know, I this shouldn't be this hard because I was thinking about it earlier and I was like, man, when we do the podcast today, we've got to just do a collective kick for for Bakari. And then, Josh, when you were talking, I was like, man, we just got to do a collective kick for, for Columbus because he was so bad. And I was like, but so many guys sucked in this game. It shouldn't be hard to find another like three guys, but now I'm I'm struggling. So I'm gonna have to give mine to Barf. <laughs> for abandoning the run. For abandoning the run when the run was working against a team that went two and fourteen last year. And for that reverse. Yeah, that was the beginning of the end right there. That's where it started. It was like, hey, let's come out here and do some like special trick play because I feel like Jim Damzorn. And it wasn't <laughs> even like a good trick play. It was one that's been run for like 40 years. Yeah, Jim Zorn's like, man, we ran this awesome play back in middle school. But, I, and I think that I think the comeback on the on the reverse was coming to like the short side of the field, so that it was even worse to do it on that. Oh, just whatever. It's called the reverse. All right. And guess so, who's gonna get it? The speed. Speedy guy, guess what? Speedy little surprise, surprise. We're gonna give it to. Can I add something new though? I really wanted them to do this because it would open up stuff for the whole game, and he never did it. Just at the beginning of the game, just one time, just one time, let Robert Griffin the third keep the ball on one of those run options. Yeah, let him keep it. Because the last four weeks of preseason and this week. Whenever they show that run option, no one even goes after Robert Griffin III anymore. They just go straight to the running back. Uh-huh. And they're too worried about making him a pocket passer, which is something that he does need to do. But they're fault, they're running away from his strength. strength. So really what it is, it's like, do we stick with the strengths now and try to go with that? Or do we build long-term and try to keep working him towards being more of a pa- pocket passer so he doesn't end up out of the league at 26. But it would go a long way to just make them think you're going to use his strengths. It would go a long way. Do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. I agree 100% because they have to stay honest. Yeah. You know, that said, you got to admit, Robert Griffin III seemed seemed a little more patient to me this week. Like, he would... Yeah. You could tell... slid. He actually slid deep inside. Correctly. Yeah, he slid. Yeah. And deep inside, you know he wanted to just take off running. But he he had the discipline to like not do that and to be safe with himself. And I think that takes a lot when you're an athlete like him that really wants to just get out there and use that strength and run. He could, he was probably like, man, I could totally run this, but I'm not supposed to. I because wonder if he's, like, he's an intelligent guy. I think, Josh, I think you're exactly right. He's got to fight his instincts. Yeah, he's got to fight his instincts. He's not and, just torch people. Yeah, yeah, Josh. I think that's a good point. Absolutely. That takes discipline. It, yeah. Dude, I don't think discipline. we're going to have time for Jerome this week, dude. He's going to have to come dude, in just, John, just tell him we're we're pissed at him. And yeah, for that call. On the porch or something. 
Yeah, well, fair enough. I, I think uh, I, I will think, be remiss, was, uh, John. Yes. I will be remiss, though, if I don't say that on that call where Andre Roberts may or may not have stepped out of bounds, RG3 did have like an entire half the field where he could have put it almost anywhere else, and it would have been a catch. Yeah. And Andre Cowards Roberts. Wide open. And Andre Roberts did a heck of a job just to catch it the way yep. where it was thrown. Well, yeah, but he threw it where it couldn't be picked. Yeah, but he had the whole half the field. There was no one <laughs> back there. Anybody. That's <laughs> true. There was no one within 10 yards of it. It was college wide open. You don't see that in the pros after like the first couple of weeks of the season. You see that in college on Saturday all the time. But he did never see that better. in pros. But Robert Griffin III wasn't short throwing anyone. He wasn't overthrowing people. He looked pretty good as far as his accuracy on passing. Even yeah, dudes, that's, that's it was a fun. it was a game between a two and fourteen and a three and thirteen teams or two teams that were, one was two and fourteen, the other was three and thirteen. Oh, Next week we're playing another really 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 crappy team. I have a feeling we're going to see a we're not going to be awesome, but I think we're definitely going to see improvement. Yep. I hope so. On that yeah. note. Yeah. yeah. We'd to give a shout out to Will and Marilyn who chimed in. I sent you guys the uh, voice message. Oh, yeah. He was pretty depressed. Dude, keep your head up, man. First game, new coach. It's, it's a long-term project once again, but I think we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Think positive. Thanks again to Ann Gordon Bennett for writing in on us on Twitter. And everybody else on Twitter. Everybody well. else on Twitter that was tweeting at us, for sure. Sir, at, at Harry Hogg. At Harry Hogg. And at, you can also at our longtime benevolent sponsor, a huge Redskins fan, Desmond C. Lee, Esquire. At Desmond C. Lee, too, because. Desmond C. Lee won with hat. And you can send us an email at redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. For sure. And all those shouts to, yeah, Ale- uh, Alexi P, Rainbow Connection RPG, Chris J. Bunch of y'all. Bunch of y'all. Everybody Chris J it. in the UK, dude. Chris J in the UK. Gabriel Torres, Clayton Howe. Yeah, and don't forget, next game is uh, versus Jaguars at home at Jack and Cook Stadium, Sunday, 1 p.m. So anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week, hopefully after a W. And remember... Hail to the Redskins. <laughs> and if you see a Cowboys fan, you know what to do because they're even worse than we are. Joker! Joker! Joker.